Hey everyone, Michael Unger here with another episode of Let's Innovate, the podcast where we uncover the passion behind great ideas. In my day job, I'm the program coordinator at the H.R. McMillan Space Center, where I work with lots of kids of all ages. And in this episode, we're going to talk to a past science fair participant who has participated in science fairs through multiple years when he was in high school, and that is Milo Iru, uh, who created a couple different projects, one called a cardio cardigan, a life-saving robotic wearable to provide mobility and CPR. And then he recreated the hydrocyclic cell, a novel improved efficiency fuel cell. And those are his past ones. He's got a brand new one that he's working on right now. So let's bring uh, Milo in right now, who joins us from Vancouver, British Columbia. Hey, Milo, how are you? Hello, I'm doing well. Thank you. Awesome. Well, you've got a whole bunch of science fair projects that I'd love to get into. Uh, well, let's start with your latest. I talked about the cardio cardigan, the hydrocyclic cell. Why don't you give us a rundown on the one you're working on right now? Uh, thank you. So right now I'm working on a project called the Sound Compass. Uh, and it's a device that sits on the dashboard of a car. And it's for deaf drivers to alert them to oncoming emergency vehicles. So it's sort of similar to a compass. Uh, it's, it's a pointer, so it takes four microphone inputs that are all around it. It's a small circular device, uh, and then it converts that sound that it, uh, that it hears from the four points into a vector. So a vector with uh, both a magnitude and a direction, it knows the approximate uh, volume of sound and direction of sound, and it's going to tell our deaf driver uh, about where that emergency vehicle is coming from. Interesting. And what was the inspiration? Like, do you know, are there people in your life who are deaf, who are drivers, uh, or have you talked with people that um, uh, encountered this issue? Uh, yeah, actually. Um, my mom is deaf on one side and has uh, significant hearing reduction on the other. And so I sort of know uh, secondhand uh, the, the challenges that come with it. And so... With, with reduced hearing, she's able to hear that there, there is a siren present, uh, but often not uh, the direction it's coming from. And so right. this, maybe this kind of awareness would, uh, could help prevent siren emergency vehicle-caused traffic accidents, I'm hoping. Right. Absolutely. Um, so what was it like creating this project? And so what kind of research, of course, you probably talked to your mom and your uh, her experiences driving. Um, what are the kinds of research um, did you undertake once you sort of got the idea that you wanted to create this device to help uh, deaf drivers? Uh, well, it's sort of a it's sort of a crossover between uh, physics and some programming. So on the physics side, we've we've got a sound wave coming in, the, the, the sine wave that you see on the diagram, it's, not, it's often not going to be exactly like that, uh, because the sounds that you'll hear all around you in life, in traffic, um, are going to be comprised of multiple frequencies, multiple amplitudes, all coming from different sources. What I tried to enable the device to do is take those inputs and get a rough understanding of where that sound is coming from, uh, by how much each microphone hears proportionally. And then when you when you split that into a triangle, uh, use some trigonometry, then you can derive uh, the angle that the sound 
is approaching it. And then on the on the engineering side, I've got uh, my electronic components, the microphones, the 3D printed case, the Arduino with the microcontroller. Uh, and then all of those together with wiring, uh, all wired to the LED ring that allows you to indicate the direction, it, it all comes together in a in a ideally a small, easy to use thing that can sit on the dashboard. What stage of the of the project uh, you're in right now? So this is not uh, an idea that you have uh, submitted yet, or sort of in the middle of the process. Uh, what stage do you think it's at right now? Beta stage. Uh, so <laughs> I've got the I've got the I've got the prototype that's pointing uh, pointing to the sound. So if you uh, if if you hold it up, turn it on, and you hum and you turn it around, it'll point to you. Uh, so that's the prototype. But then there are still areas for for future development. So something that something that I thought about uh, an- another challenge was how do you how does this device know what's a siren, what's an ambulance, and what's just ambient noise? So right. I think. I'm I'm hoping next step will be uh, working with some machine learning sound recognition through that microphone. Uh, so I feed it a data set of thousands of ambulance sounds. Since we're in BC, we'll have BC or Canadian ambulance sounds. Uh, ambulance sounds um, that'll allow us to tell what's what's a ambulance sound and what's a police car sound and what's just uh, a dog barking. <laughs> right. There's, there's a lot of sounds that I can almost go back and picture, you know, that diagram, you know, in a textbook of, you know, even when you're just learning about say, you know, the Doppler, the Doppler effect, and you have kind of like, you know, sound coming from one direction and sound going in the other direction. But in reality, there's a lot more going on. There's a lot more nuance going on. Uh, and I can see, you know, that this is a really interesting project that you're taking on, of course, uh, and a very novel project. So let's go back, you know, because this isn't your first time being involved in a science fair. You, I described some of your previous projects. Uh, let's talk about some of those. So what got you interested in science fairs in the first place? And then let's get into, you know, the inspiration behind some of your previous projects. Uh, well, I sort of started science fair uh, in grade seven. So, I, in the school, in the school project, everyone does their own science fair. Everyone makes their own project. Um, mine was extracting DNA from a strawberry and seeing how it holds up uh, in different environments, in different temperatures. So, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, with the benefit of hindsight, this probably wouldn't have been such a... It probably wouldn't hold up scientifically, but I sort of saw this world of scientific development and exploration and maybe the opportunities um, for scientists all around me. And that that really sparked my interest uh, in science fair and, and some of the scientific community. And so a few years later... Um, when I had the choice optionally to, to do a scientific project, um, I was, I was really interested. 
So let's let's talk about those projects. So the first one uh, that you came up with was the Cardio Cardigan, which uh, sounds uh, really cool. It's got some alliteration. Uh, it's a life-saving robotic wearable to provide mobility and CPR. Why don't you tell us about it? I, I jumped into this with not much experience in electronics, um, but really wanting to make something that could make a difference. So the summer before, uh, this would have been just before mm. grade 10, I, I'd interned at a local robotics shop. I'd cold called and see if I could help. And so I, here I was sort of putting together robots, assembling and <laughs> testing and troubleshooting um, whenever there was a larger one that uh, had, had a bug. Um, and so I sort of found that there, there was this uh, field of electronics that I'd learned a little bit about in that summer internship and that I could sort of use it to, to make tangible projects. And I really love to do that. And so I, I, I jumped into the project. Um, mm -hmm. I think I, I almost never, I, I rarely start a project with every piece of uh, with everything learned to finish it. So it's it's always sort of a journey um, in that regard and, and a learning experience. So mm. I think if, there, if there's anyone out there who's considering doing a science fair project um, but worried that they don't know enough about the field they want to go in, it's, it's, it's always part of the same thing. Yeah, you know, like what you just said there, I find really interesting because you said that you didn't have experience in in electronics, and but you had this will. You wanted to create something with electronics that could help people, and so you kind of so if you just start there, I wanted to create something that could help people. You liked electronics, and sort of that that's what it sort of sounded like, but you said you didn't have the experience. And I always sort of like wonder, and I always remember, you know, when I was a kid, you know, there's always that feeling that you, that you don't, that you are young, you're inexperienced. And of course, yes, because you're young. That is the whole point of being young is that you're inexperienced. So how do you get experience when you're a kid? And that's always like, I think for whatever reason, this fear that kind of like overcomes you when you're, you, for some reason, you think that you're just supposed to like just be this genius that will just know it immediately um, when that's not the case. The only way that you get experience is just going and trying something. And in your case, just cold calling someone and asking to uh, volunteer there, which I think if anyone is listening to take away, then I think that's a um, some really good advice to take away. So the hydrocyclic cell, uh, the novel improved efficiency fuel cell. So obviously, you know, after you created the the cardigan, the cardio cardigan, you wanted to continue with electronics. That sort of seemed like where your interest lies. So you uh, created another project kind of using some similar technology. Did one build upon the other? With the cardio cardigan, I was sort of becoming increasingly aware of how many cardiac arrests occur and how often the survival or the health of of that person depends on time. So time it takes for emergency vehicles to arrive, time it takes until CPR. The idea was to, to, to shorten that risk, shorten that time 
by having mm. a CPR device uh, you bring with you. And then sort of the the year following, we're, we're all becoming increasingly aware of, of the need for sustainable uh, power sources and power systems overall. And so really I'd, I'd, I just heard of this it didn't even start with a fuel cell, actually. I, I'd heard of this technology um, called an electrolyzer that, uh, where you, you run an electric current through water um, and it splits that water, H2O, into its constituent elements. So you get hydrogen gas and oxygen gas from it. To me, I thought this was amazing. So I, I, was, think, I was thinking about um, this experiment. Let's say... You've got an electrolyzer at the bottom of a lake. You're you're running electricity through that water, and you've got bubbles rising up to the top of the lake. Um, if you're creating these these bubbles of gas that have these that have a lifting force upon them and and a certain area until uh, a certain distance until it reaches the top of the lake, well, force times distance is energy. And so if we extract the energy from the lifting bubbles, can we not extract that energy and make it more efficient? That that experiment of this technology that I heard of in passing or in research uh, led me to the fuel cell, um, which is sort of the reverse of the electrolyzer. Instead of putting uh, putting in energy to separate water into hydrogen and oxygen, you're combining hydrogen and oxygen gas uh, and getting out clean water and clean electricity. <laughs> awesome. Well, it sounds like you're really just following, you know, all these um, these sparks of uh, of ideas that you find in the world that you're interested in and uh, sort of encompassing, you know, wanting to, to improve uh, either a system something that hasn't been created yet, helping people. Um, yeah, I think you're well on your way to uh, to becoming a, 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 a real scientist. This is what uh, real scientists do in the future. Uh, you, of course, just finished high school. So these were your high school projects. You have now graduated. This past year, of course, has uh, really changed the whole world. Uh, what has life been like for you post-high school? What, uh, what have you been up to? Well, I graduated... Um last year and so I sort of I had that I had a few months um of online schooling and you know I, I've got siblings and family who uh are, are still in that. Um but then most of all I'm I'm sort of seeing the effects of the pandemic all around me. And so I signed up to be a moderator in a uh COVID outreach forum. For the for Vancouver, which is where I live, um, and what it does is it basically facilitates um, the community helping each other. So mm -hmm. if someone needs a blanket or uh, uh, access to food support for their children, um, then the community then it's really to allow uh, the community to help with that and. Uh, for them to get reliable information on where to go with that. So sort of my, my small role in the whole thing is uh, just keeping that 
keeping that uh, space open and uh, healthy and with, with all the right uh, people contributing. Wonderful. So you've, you've taken a year off. Do you plan to go to university uh, at some point? Uh, next year, I'm hoping to go study engineering uh, in, in the United States. Did you, do you have, uh, do you have some job first choices or, uh, some places that you hope to get, get into or you don't want to jinx it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, Milo, uh, you're, uh, you're empathetic. Um, I love how you use that empathy and your curiosity to fuel some of these innovations. Um, I really wish you luck uh, in the future. Uh, I'm going to be yeah, cheering you on. Uh, and thank you so much for joining us on this episode of, uh, of Let's Innovate. Yeah, thank you so much for inviting me and It was great to meet you. Awesome. Nice to meet you as well. And for everyone out there listening, thank you so much uh, for joining us. You can uh, send us a message. Let us know uh, what you think about this podcast. You can uh, follow us on our socials at Youth Innovation Showcase on Instagram, at Youth Innovation on Twitter. I'm on Instagram, Michael John Unger, Michael J. Unger on Twitter. Till next time, let's innovate. Let's innovate.